Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right, we are back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, Ira Work, Evan Barnard. Okay, Ira, what are the signs that you're fiscally fit <laughs> after 40? Sign, sign, everywhere. Well, sign. There, there could be 11 of them. Um, the first sign is that, and I don't know that I agree with this one. You have three, excuse me, three times your annual income saved for retirement. So I think that's going to depend upon how much income does the person make. Okay, so you have three times your annual income saved. So if you make $40,000, if you have $120,000 in savings, your fiscally fit is what they're saying. Yes. After age 40. And that, and that would be like a yardstick. It's not something that's set in stone. Um, but I remember a movie back years and years and years ago. Okay. Where they said if you're not making your age by the you know if you're not earning your age by fifty you're a failure. Uh, so yeah, it was in a movie like from I don't know, probably from the seventies. Um, uh, number two, uh, sign number two is your emergency fund is robust. Now, every financial plan is going to recommend you have a minimum of three, up to six months. I think six months is the perfect number. Um, that people should aim for, but they definitely should have no less than three uh, three months of an emergency reserve. Okay, so I just ran a number really quick while you were while you were yeah. just talking about that. I went back to the original thing that you said because uh, just for the fun of it, just to see how yeah. the numbers worked out. And what I did is I took somebody making forty thousand, uh-huh. and you said three times, three times, one hundred twenty. So they had one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Then what I did is I took the number of years that they'd have till retirement, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. And it was 27 years in my example. Because you used age 67, full retirement age. Yeah, I used age 67, age. full retirement, the okay. Social Security retirement age. And then I used an after inflation rate of return, 7%. Okay. okay. So that we could think of the number that was actually generated in today's dollars. 1.3. Uh, you're not too far off, man. Not too far off. It, it was because uh, because because what I did, what I added to it though, is I added that you were saving ten percent of your income. Oh, okay. Uh huh. So I added that you're saving four thousand a year. All right. Wow. All right. How much did you come out with? One million sixty-four thousand. Okay. Okay. You take four percent of that. It's forty thousand. So your income technically would be higher. Than it is right now. If you were at that level, uh, so your your income, yeah, would be if you use a four or four percent, you know, that four percent four forty thousand per year on a million. I'm using yeah. your your income would be forty thousand on a million. It's a little bit over forty thousand because it's million sixty four thousand. 
Then Social Security on top of that, Social Security benefit would be somewhere in the neighborhood of, let's see, so you got about first about 12000 replaced 90%, about $9,000. Next $30,000, another $9,000, about eighteen, so about 1600 maybe somewhere in that neighborhood would be your Social Security benefit, 1600 per month. So nineteen grand. Yeah, about $19,000 plus the 40000 that you're pulling out of your income, you'd be at about $60,000 of income. You'd actually be sitting fairly, fairly pretty. Cool. Mm-hmm. That, that's interesting. I, you know, that's kind of a. I don't. I. I'd have to play around with the rule of thumb in in other income circumstances. Maybe I'll do that while you're giving the. the I'll get. I'll try another one. I'll try sixty thousand of income. See what it, how that comes out. But well, go ahead. it'll probably come out very similar. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know because you got social security is going to be a lot less because social security is sort of means tested. In a way, because your benefit your, from Social Security goes down. Yeah, you're covering less of your income. Yeah, if you're making 40000 you've got a bunch of your income that's replaced at 90%, and then some of your income is placed at 32% is the way Social Security works. Right. Your income, it, it replaces less of your income as a percentage as your income goes up. But I'll do that. What, what was the next rule? And I'm, I'm going to play around with All the All right, number. so the second rule, as I mentioned, was your emergency fund is robust, and we're would say a minimum of three to six months of living expenses. Can can I jump in there a second? Sure. The uh, because I you know that's that's kind of the textbook number, and you know we we've, we've all used that for years. I will freely concede that since COVID mm-hmm. and things like shutting down businesses for six months and people losing jobs left and right, I've become much more comfortable telling someone to have twelve months of cash sitting there for spending i mean just i i, 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 I do that a I, that's lot a bias well. that i have come come through just in the last three years i do that as well mm-hmm. as well yeah I, just, I do that as well hey you just sure. don't know yeah well and a lot of people they're there it's daunting that's a daunting number that's a really high number what like, is? how am i ever going to get there but you know it's just cause well because some, sometimes people feel like they've got too much in cash and, and i say well you know it's not terrible to have a year's worth of spending. No, I'm I'm in total agreement with that. I tell all my retirees I want them to have one year, mm-hmm. twelve months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just sitting there on the sidelines. And I'm optional for that for younger people. So I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. So but I don't think anybody should have less than three months. Oh totally. You know. Okay, by the way, guys, to back up real quick, I Uh-oh. tried the eighty thousand. Uh-huh. <laughs> eighty thousand times three is two hundred and forty thousand. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm saving eight thousand. Per mm-hmm. year, uh-huh. in this particular instance, you know, you know what the number comes out to? Two million. <laughs> just, just over, just over. Not a bad rule of thumb. Math and, is and a beautiful a, thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's not a bad rule of thumb having three times your income at age forty, and uh, saving. It, but you got to add to that. You're saving ten percent of your income on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, and that's the reason why when I'm meeting with people for the first time and I tell them, you know, we have these workshops that we go through uh-huh. and that what I teach and the way that I teach is I teach in concept. Mm-hmm. Because if you understand the concept, yeah. then each individual's numbers, once we get to that point, will just naturally fall into place. Mm-hmm. But if you understand the concept, numbers are numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you just can't mess around with numbers. Yeah. Um, step number three, the, th- the third sign, is that you're either out of debt or you have a set plan to get out of debt. That would show that you're financially fit. I, I think a set plan to get out of debt makes a ton of sense because you want to be thinking about that point in time when you stop working and it would be great if your budget dropped – 
right at that particular point in time, mm-hmm. just as will you stop working? Yeah. And, and you know, so a lot of times getting that mortgage paid off at that particular date is a really, it's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but getting you know how to get out of debt, paying cash for cars, you know that. Type, and you know, that's, that's you got to come to think of it, guys. That's something that we don't talk about quite enough. And we did talk about as uh, we were having a meeting up here in the Goodlessville office and going, what should we be talking about on the radio over the coming year? And I made the comment, I said, we hardly ever talk about debt. Yeah. And I think we ought to probably talk a little bit more about it because it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, for so many people. And we just always felt that, you know, there were voices out there talking about it, but you don't hear those, a lot of those voices as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's probably a, a decent idea. And then- you know, coming at it from a, a more of an academic standpoint, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll finish this right after. We'll uh, finish this topic right after this break. You're listening to the Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler, Ira Work, Evan Barnard. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything we do is fee-only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. We're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, Evan Barner, Ira Work. PaulWinkler.com is the website, money and investing. So Ira has been talking about the signs that you're fiscally fit after the age of 40. So continuing on that, what? What's next? All right. We so, so we talked a little bit about the amount of savings, number one, and then emergency fund, and then... And then we talked about your the emergency fund. Um, the next one is you're having a state plan and a will. Now, a lot of people that come into the office, I find, do not even have a will, much less an estate plan. I, yeah. And the danger of that... It's because nobody wants to think about that. I don't want to think about my demise. Ugh. Well, you know, I've I've battled cancer twice, so it's kind of a little on the forefront of my my thoughts. Um, and you well, know, well, when you recognize you do have a will, just let me say this really quickly, but it's not written by you. You do have one always. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, you have this, an estate plan. Well, yeah, I know, I'm, but I'm I'm kiddingly <laughs> using the term will because the the state decides, you know, where where your stuff goes. Yeah. Yeah, and you might not actually know what that is. And that might not be what you want to happen. Probably not what you want to so, happen. So, for yeah. instance, in the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, if you have one child, let's say you're married with one child, your spouse will only get 50% of your assets if there is no plan in place. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not want that. 
Then it gets worse if you have two or more kids, mm-hmm. because then your wife, you know, your spouse will only Could get one third. third. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So perhaps you're thinking if you don't have a will out there or any kind of estate plan, perhaps you're thinking that my spouse will just get everything I own. Um, I don't need to have any of that stuff. Well, you do. Or that, or that accounts are actually the beneficiary of the accounts. They're going to get all of that, and you may want some of the, you know, that money to go to other people in the family, kids, yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifth thing would be having life insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, I think, are selling life insurance the wrong way. A lot of people are buying the wrong type of life insurance as an investment. Yeah. Yep, they're buying as an investment, and the studies do teach us that the actual accumulation of wealth inside the life insurance does not work out the way all those illustrations <laughs> um, report. We, we know this from from experience, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so, and if the, if, if, you know, if the life insurance did work out the way that the illustrations reported, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see all these commercials talking about, I had to sell my life insurance because I couldn't afford the premium. Isn't that the truth? That's probably a topic that we ought to get into a little bit at some point. Listening to, because we, we've talked about it before, but it is a messy thing and still being sold as an investment. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.